Welcome to Spread the Floor, the world's first and only NBA podcast, probably. I am your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by the Dwight Howard to my Anthony Davis. It's my co-host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? I'd be doing better if you didn't call me Dwight Howard, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Davis is pretty bad, too, so are you are you feeling like... Very contentious relationship. Are you feeling we'll like deprecating later, both sure. of us tonight or today or whatever? Like... <laughs> Um, uh, that was fun. We're going to talk about it. I'm sure. I'm sure we're one week into the season. Tobin, we've seen, uh, four ish games from most teams, three to four games from most teams. And we're going to have some overreactions here in a second. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to overreact. We're not going to overreact. I think that's one of the dumbest things that you can do about yourself first. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm not going to react because I think it's one of the dumbest things you can do, um, to watch an 82 game season and judge it by, by four games, you know? Um, there's tons and tons of things, but you can, you can take some trends. You can see who looks good, who doesn't look good, who's improved their game, maybe a little bit, who has not improved their game a little bit, do things flow well, what team is trying to figure out their new coach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's things that you can draw from it and we're going to do that in a second. But most importantly, Tobin, um, we, you, you played basketball this week. Are you feeling okay? Are you, are you, all right? I actually surprisingly feel pretty good. Like I really expected to wake up the next day and, <laughs> and like have to call in sick to work and everything. And I didn't. So, yeah, uh, I told That's you good. there, I was going to treat this like, this is going to be my Carmelo Anthony resurgence of, I took a year ish years off of basketball. And so then, you know, mm-hmm. in a year from mm-hmm. now, I'm going to be the best player on the team, like the lake. Like I like it. it. You were wearing a hoodie too. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. Hoodie, hoodie. I do love hoodies, I like yes. It. I like it. <laughs> and we won pretty significantly. Now we don't need to talk about the fact that we were playing against eighth graders, but uh, we were, we, we had a good game. We had, a, we had a good time. It was good to see you out there on the court, man. It's always fun to play with you. So it was a good time. Um, before we get into the, so here's what we're going to do today. Uh, because I, there's, there's a lot to talk about when, and also like not a lot at the same time. Like it's a weird, part of the season i think the first couple of weeks where we don't really necessarily have stories to talk about it's more just you've been watching basketball and you've seen all these teams play a couple of times and and but you can't like i said we're not going to overreact so it is an interesting point in the season um to uh to do a podcast what we're going to do for uh for most of this episode is just we have each picked five teams we're going to do the zach low thing so Shout out to Zach Lowe for uh, for providing us with with content or ideas today. Um, we each picked five teams uh, from around the league, and we're just going to go through and and talk briefly about uh, all of those teams. Now, being as we are, and and being being people who who tend to go long on these episodes, um, if we don't get to five, we don't get to five. It's okay. Maybe we'll get to three each. Maybe it's four each. I don't know. We'll, we're just going to see. We're going to see where the wind takes us today. Uh, but that's the goal, anyway, is it to get through 10 teams, just some, some general observations, what's working, what's not working, et cetera, et cetera. Next week, I'm going to get a little, little teaser, Tobin. Next week, you and I are going to be on vacation. So we're going to record early next week and then drop it later in the week. We're not going to talk about anything that is happening in the league next week. Um, so if Ben Simmons gets traded next week, you're on your own. We can't do anything about it. We're on vacation. We're going to celebrate but we are gonna be talking about from vacation. Yeah, yeah, you can celebrate privately in your own way. Um, but we are going to be talking about NBA 75 next week. That's going to be the whole episode. So you and I have been meticulously crafting our lists, working on all these things. We've brought in a ton of data from some of our listeners as well. I've had them making lists. And uh, I, have, I have discovered that I am way more interested and invested in NBA 75 than, than I should be. I don't know if you're <laughs> having similar thoughts, but I have... I have definitely put more time into yeah. this than I have uh, raising my child or it's anything else. It's keeping me up at night. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> same here. Um, I have listened to, I don't know, a thousand podcasts and read a thousand articles of you know people's lists and, and why they went this way versus that way, things like that. What I have discovered, and I, maybe this will be something we'll talk about in depth next week, but I'm just curious because I, I want to... I, <laughs> And maybe want some validation, or maybe I need you to tell me you're an idiot and you need to you need to move on and just go with it. But I am finding that I got about fifty five guys that I feel like are are a cut above the rest. Like that's the that's NBA fifty five. If we were cutting off there, I'd feel okay about it. Maybe like the last two or three would be kind of up for debate. And then I've got like forty guys that are about the same to me. They're it's just shades of gray. Do you prefer 
a defensive player of the year versus a guy who uh, was a first time first team All NBA guy for three years. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. It's it's really difficult right now to uh, to kind of pull the difference between. I don't know, Alex English and Adrian Dantley and Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, it's just, a, it's a tough deal. I don't know. Where are you, do you want it to, I, do you want it to get into this at all? You want to just save it all for next nah, week? But I'm it. struggling. Let's I don't know where it. you're Cause at. like, I, I think it's okay. going to be a like good debate, but it's also going to be a very contentious long episode. So yeah, let's, let's just yeah. save it. <laughs> okay. I like it. I'm struggling is all I'm saying. So dear listener, please, I think anybody uh, that knows you um, knows though, like this is, you're going <laughs> to agonize over this on top of like formatting just the crap out of your spreadsheet. So, you know, yeah, I've like killed a tree for sure this week. I've printed so many things. Um, I, I need to get like three screens in my, on my computer for, for you need that like thing this. that need, Instagram need, keeps, uh, you know, suggesting to me that little, yeah. like the X back or whatever. Is it? Yeah. I do need that. So, listeners, sure. please send us $1,000 so we can both get one of those things. <laughs> so I can save a tree yeah. every time we need to do a list. It's for the environment. I've printed a lot, man. I've printed a lot of papers this week, and it's, it's probably not good. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the league. Um, not history. Let's talk about what's going on currently. Tobin, I told you to pick five teams. Uh, I picked five teams as well. I'm just going to let you lead us off. Take us where you want to take us. And I've got a couple of alternates I can go to if you end up picking the uh, same team as me. But uh, you you go first, man. Which number one team on your five teams of uh, of interesting, maybe we overreact, maybe we don't overreact, good, bad, whatever you want to do. What's your first team? I decided with most of mine, I think three of the five of mine are like bottom sellers because I wanted to crap on them. So um, okay. Okay. since we're starting with that theme and just because I am petty, I'm going to start with the Indiana Pacers. And looking at you, Big RC, how are you doing up there in Indiana? Not well. You are one in three. You have way more <laughs> Rick Carlisle angst than I, I do. You know, I here's, the th- here's the thing. I, I respect what he did to for us. I I think he's a fantastic coach. There's no denying that. And he's a great X's and O coach. He's always been a jerk, though. And people just kind of let it pass, you know? Like, especially uh-huh. the media, yeah. they kind of let it pass. And then now we're starting to see that, hey, even if he was somewhat warranted, he also was effectively killing our like our youth movement. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, OK, like I'm not saying Jason Kidd's even the answer, but like I I kind of want to see, you know, a little bit of flames coming out of this thing, you know, <laughs> and, and I think um, so. I mean, there's some positive. Malcolm Brogdon looks like he's priming himself for a Ben Simmons trade. So. He, he's looking good. He can't be traded this year, though. Oh, so, that's, that's right. Tough. Yeah, you're right. That's you're tough. Right. I forgot about that. Maybe he's maybe he's feeling the relief of not having to go to Philadelphia. Maybe that's Yeah, it. I mean, well, but, but also, you know, he's so. also going to be hurt in probably 10 games anyway. That's and true. So, Very true. Yeah, so they're 1-3. Brogdon is leading with twenty, uh, roughly 25 points a game. Sabonis is cleaning the boards, but they, they look like they're going to be having some issues this year. Um, <laughs> This is what's frustrating. This is why I put them down. Do you know how many minutes Chris Duarte has played this year? Mm-hmm. I do. How many minutes yep. has he played, mm-hmm. Brian? 38 minutes a game. I'm super mad about that. <laughs> I'm so mad to, for years. To be fair, to be fair, he's 33 years old. Like, he's he's the oldest rookie of all time. So I still, I don't care. It's not quite the I'm, same. It really bothers me that... For years, we've been begging Rick to play our rookies in this year. It's almost like I, I, I almost wonder if he's doing it on purpose and just staring at us as he does it, like from Indiana. Because he has played Chris, Chris Duarte, has the third highest minutes played on that team. Yeah. And he's doing well. Like, And would be very high and league-wide, too. Because they, they, they're, they're playing two guys. I mean, Brogdon's playing 41 minutes a game. Sabonis is playing 40. Like... That's Tibbs numbers, you know. That's not. That's not. That's, it's partly because they still have. They have a lot of injuries, but uh, yeah, thirty-eight minutes a game would put you, would put you pretty high NBA wide. Um, even even three or four games into the season, yeah. I, I'm. I had a good laugh at it. I did um, not. I had a. <laughs> I was. I was not. I, I took it personally. I will admit. I mean, <laughs> he is the perfect rookie for for Rick. He's I mean, seriously, he's twenty-five he's years old. He's he's. Okay. But yeah, he's still like, <laughs> just, 
He'd be the third oldest player on the Mavs right now. I'm so, so mad. I'm so mad about it. Like, I just, like, again, I, you know, I think he was a good fit there. I'm not saying, and I, and I do, I do appreciate what Rick did for us, but, but man, yeah, that, that suit, that's exactly why I put him down. They're one and three and they're playing a rookie third belt, third most minutes on the team. And so, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, they're they're an interesting team. Um, their offense is good. They're top ten in the league right now offensively, which is what you expect from a Carlisle team. They're also bottom third of the league in defense, um, which is probably what you expect from a team that has uh, Sabonis on it. And and oh my has... word! Okay, I looked it up. <laughs> number one in the league is Malcolm Brogdon with 163 okay. minutes played. Demontis Sabonis is number two in the league with 162 mm-hmm. minutes. Number three is your boy, Anthony Davis. <laughs> and number four is Chris Duarte. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, when you see those numbers, it's like there's, it's, it's very unlikely. Now, here's what's weird is one of the reasons that I was down on them, I think I was the, the only one that picked the under uh, for, for the Pacers last week, is just I'm just super tired of the Sabonis-Turner mm-hmm. thing. I just It doesn't work. I just I, I would like for them just to move on for, for just from an outsider's perspective. I'd like for them to move on from one of them. Have you seen Miles Turner's stat mm-hmm. lines? For I this have. Year? Yes, I have. It's super weird because he has his second game of the season. They lost to the war or excuse me to the Wizards um, in a very close game. He played forty three minutes. He had forty points. He went for forty and ten, including five threes. He took twenty two shots. He looked unstoppable. In the other three games, he scored 18 points combined. And, I mean, one of the games at least was foul trouble, but he played he played 16 minutes in the third game and, the, and 14 minutes in the, in the so fifth So speaking game, of like, Carlisle, that is the most Carlisle thing ever, to play him 44 minutes in game two, so he drops 40, and then play him 16 minutes and 14 minutes respectively in the next two games. So yeah, it's, it's, it's odd, a very man. Dwight Powell I, I, stat. <laughs> seriously. Seriously, yeah, it's it's very odd. It's it's it's, it's kind of strange what they have going on. I mean, again, they have injuries. Turner, I mean, uh, excuse me, Warren's not back yet. Lavert's not back yet. That's two of your. I mean, that's that's two starters, you know, or at least two of your top six. Um, maybe Warren ends up being a six man or something. But mm-hmm. They have an okay roster. It's just you know, it just feels under. I don't know. It just feels like it's not going to really work all that well together and. You know, how well does, I mean, statistically, are you going to get the same from Brogdon or close to the same once Warren and, and Levert are back? I think that's part of their problem, too, is that I think Levert and Warren are both a little bit of black holes at times. Um, so how does that work within the offense, things like that? Uh, to me, it's more just about I don't really understand what's going on with Turner. And look, I, I can't tell you that I'm sitting down and watching 48 minutes of, of every Pacers game at this point in the season. Maybe I will later I in the year, but I'm, I'm um, out of spite. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they got to. They, they cannot. That team cannot win. They cannot get above the plan without being at least a top half defensive team. And right now, they're like twenty first, twenty second. I just, I don't know. I, they just don't seem like much of a threat to me. Um. So, but we'll see. We'll see if they've got some kind of trade coming for for Turner or or Sabonis. I would think that both of them at this point have just got to be like one or the other. Man is fine. Like honestly, no no ill will towards the other, but just like this, we're kind of tired of this. This doesn't really. This really doesn't do it much. So we'll see. We'll see what's up with Turner. Um, last thing I have on the Pacers is that Duarte is playing a ton, as you mentioned, <laughs> but like during the preseason and training camp. There were all these stories about like, oh man, you know who looks great? Isaiah Jackson. He is going to get, and I just laughed and laughed and laughed. The idea that Rick Carlisle was going to play a 20-year-old rookie who's super raw and raw. I mean, come on. There's, He's there was played never two minutes in one game. Two yeah. minutes so far this season. <laughs> yeah. This, I don't mean that as a knock on, on Jackson just, at all. He yeah, might turn out to be a Welcome to the really, Rick really Carlisle experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just this Carlisle, man. He's not going to play. He's not going to play a rookie like that. Duarte is the exception, not the rule. Okay. Um, my first pick, since you started in the in the bottom, the, the cellar dwellers, I'm going to go to the cellar of the cellar dwellers, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, <laughs> Tobin. 
I think I think can, I should. Let me just throw it to you. I this probably way. shouldn't have taken the over on them. Can, yeah, you. That's your. You are. You might as well just admit defeat on that one right now. Um, there is a zero percent chance. Um, can they win nine games? Are you trying to reverse jinx them like I did the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> a couple of years ago? Because you might have to do a little bit harder than that. They look so bad. I, they look so bad. Look, they were awful in the preseason. Awful. I mean, awful. And I don't ever put much stock in the preseason, but like it was very clear they don't they don't have anything. Um, and I saw our guy Ryan Woods uh, from Daily Thunder. He was tweeting about this. Something to the effect of you you got <laughs> you got to give uh, Presty credit <laughs> because there's literally not one front court player on this team. Like they he he saw what happened last year. When they were surprisingly decent until they shut down Al Horford and, and Shea, and he said, okay, well, our, <laughs> our front court now is the, the corpse of Derek Favors and... Uh, Darius Baisley. And Kenrich Williams, <laughs> yeah, and Mike Muscala. So, have a ball, like... And Mike Muscala is their second leading scorer, out. so that's how it's working out. <laughs> it's so bad. It is so atrocious um, when they're on the floor. Now, last night, they were uh, they got up on the Warriors. I mean, I think they were up, like, double. I wasn't watching the game. I was score watching. And every time I checked in, I was like, this is like a double-digit game. And then I kind of went away from it, wasn't really paying attention. And then, of course, the Warriors were like, oh, right, you guys suck, <laughs> and just threw it down on them when it was all said and done. Um, this is a just a garbage-awful team. Just, just, just garbage-awful. I have said... It, for many, many years, I've had this debate. Uh, the 92-93 Mavs team is the worst team in NBA history. They won 11 games. They had to go on like a, uh, I think they had to win three out of four th- at the end of the season. And they caught teams in that season that were like resting for the playoffs at the end of that season too. So. Oh, yeah. No yeah. no question. They had, I believe they had eight wins going into the last week of the season. And they won three out of four or something like that. I'd have to go back and look at the, the history of that. But they, um, they had probably nine guys on that team who never who never played on another NBA team. Like that was their one year in the league was this just trash awful season. Jimmy Jackson was the draft pick and he held out till the last like 28 games of the season. Poor Derek Harper, my hero is just out there playing with dudes who you could probably find better players in LA Fitness. I mean it was just it was it was awful. They were worse even than uh than those Sixers teams that uh were we're really trying to tank. This team has more talent than that, for sure. I mean, you start with Shea, who is a very good basketball player, and and will. Uh, I just the the it chapter two trailer is is for some reason on my TV, and I don't care for that. It's really distracting me, and I'm not I'm not real happy about seeing that dang clown. Um. Anyway, <laughs> they they have some talented guys in Shea. Obviously, we love Lou Dort. Um, Josh Giddy and and Poku, who does not look very good, does not look very good right now at all, um, and isn't really getting the minutes that I would want. If I was if I was doing this, if I if I'm if I'm trying to lose eighty games a season, I would really like for Poku to be on the floor a lot, and instead he's only playing fourteen or fifteen minutes a game. That seems very odd to me. Um, so I mean, like they have some guys; they are more talented than the ninety two ninety three Mavs team. The the difference being. That team was embarrassed by what they were, <laughs> by their record, and they were trying. Um, and they had a bunch of guys who were trying, who were literally were were trying to get another another paycheck mm-hmm. at some point. You know, this team does not. This team clearly has zero interest in winning. Now, I'm sure the players want to win. It's not fun to lose, but they don't have the personnel to win. And they also have a coach who can decide. You know what? And because the GM is telling me, I'm not real interested in trying to do to get these wins. I I really this is the first time, even over those Sixers teams. And I know I'm rambling, but this may be the first time that I really do question whether a team can win can win nine games. I'm I'm unconvinced at this. So, <clears throat> I think I remember correctly that 92.93's mass team had three double digit losing streaks, like. Do, yeah. I know they did. I I because I, I remember that being like a because like they had a losing streak of nineteen. Because whenever the Rockets beat it, I laughed. Um, <laughs> um, and they had a losing streak of fifteen. I'm looking at. It, I just pulled it up. They had a losing streak for twelve. Okay, <laughs> they they won 
the last two games of the season, they lost in overtime on game 78 and they won game 77. So yeah, coming into game 77, they only had eight wins. Um, do you really think this team is worse than that? Cause like that was, I mean, I remember watching that as a kid that I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. I think the only saving grace for them is that they have some young talent that might catch hide at some point, but the question is going to be all year. How long are they going to let that happen? You know, or are they just going to play the Chet, you know, the Chet sweepstakes mm-hmm. all year long? So, I mean, look, <laughs> that Mavs team. I mean, I know that, that, that we're probably a little older and we, we were invested in these teams. So that's part of it. But like, Kudos to anyone who's listening to this podcast who can who can remember the names Tracy Moore, Lamont Struthers, Donald Hodge, Dexter Cambridge, Brian Howard, Moreland Wiley. Those guys all played 15 minutes or more a Dude, night. Dude, Timmy Legs was on that team, man. <laughs> yeah, that was Legler's like kind of start. That was his first like I mean, I think he'd had a 10 day or two before that, but that was his, his like bump. I mean, Walter bond was the starting shooting guard for the first half of that season. Shout out to, if you, I mean, Walter bond never played in the NBA after his two year stint with the maps, like Randy white, Doug, I'm sorry. This is, this is not the point. Um, but boy, I can talk about that, that maps team all day. That was my, that was my first year. Like I watched 82 games that year, man. Um, it was brutal. No, this team is not worse than that team. But they also, again, like, there wasn't tanking back then. Not like this. Not like they were they were actively trying to lose. The, the team was embarrassed by it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're, like, Shea is getting, I mean, he's very similar to Harper was on that team. He's, he's, he's getting 22, 4, and 4. And then, like you said, Mike Muscala is the second leading scorer on this team right now. He's the only it's, other scorer with, with double-digit points. It's, so. that's, that's gross that's cool it's like it's like you know you can have bad teams but like you can still have more than two double digit scores you know like that's not that that shouldn't be that mm -hmm. difficult but for them it is apparently so for me i think part of what i would be concerned about if i was well uh, there's many things i would be concerned about if i was if i was a, a thunder fan i don't like the I think it's fine to do this for a year or two but i i'm i'm on the bill simmons team which i hate admitting to but i'm on bill simmons team of i think when you create a culture of losing it has ramifications long term um and not to say that's the only that's obviously not the only thing that's going wrong in philadelphia with ben simmons but i definitely don't think it helps um but like for me the more concerning thing would be darius Baisley is terrible he's not developed at all and and he looked okay in that year um, when Chris Paul was there, he looked like he, oh, that guy could actually be a pretty decent player. He's, he has regressed, uh, I think pretty, pretty significantly. Um, it's a problem if Poku can't get on the floor for this team for 20 or 30 minutes a game. Now we'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks if that has changed some, but like that guy's got to play, he's got to play or you got, or you haven't developed him well, I think. Um, you know, and we'll see, we'll see on, on, uh, on some of the rest of these guys, gosh, Darius Baisley is shooting. S- <laughs> Oof, man, he's shooting six percent from three this year. I, I mean, six. That's that's disgusting. So I don't know. I, you, you know how I feel on this. I, I'm, I'm fine with tanking to a to a degree. I don't love the championing of of tanking the way that the Thunder have kind of bought into this. And I, I wonder how long Shea is willing to put up with this. Like, at what point does I think we're in the same camp that like Shea Gildas Alexander is not the best player on a good team, but he he could definitely be the third best player on a on a great team, and maybe could be the second best player on on a, on a good or great team. Uh, how long are you willing to be the man on a garbage team that literally has no interest in winning basketball games before you say, actually, this is no fun. I don't want to do this. Anymore. And I want to get out of here. Unofficially have asked you to step out of game so they lose more, you know, like, like right. how much is that going to, from last year going to affect you basically? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I think he would have won. I mean, not that this award matters all that much, but I think there's a, a real possibility he wins most improved player last sure. year. If he was able to play. Absolutely. And instead, they shut him first down. half of the year. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's uh let's leave the cellar. Let's go to let's okay. go up top to the Bulls. 
The Bulls are 4 and 0. <laughs> they first time since Jordan, I baby. Told you, like when I on our over unders that I could see Billy Donovan being coach of the year, or I could see Billy Donovan being needing the job by the All Star break. And uh-huh. sure. it's only four games, so we're not going to overreact. But uh, DeRozan looks good. Levine's hitting some shots. Uh, Lonzo's even you know contributing quite well. Um, they're playing pretty. They're playing like eleven deep too. Like they're not just playing their starters. I mean, Patrick Williams is getting a lot of run, which is really nice. Um, I know. I know you don't like Caruso, but Caruso's. You know, <laughs> I, the, that's the one black eye in my opinion of them right now. But that's. You know, I'm gonna. I'll leave that alone. But what do you? What are you thinking about the Bulls right now? I think it's really cool what they're doing. It's cool to be four and zero. The thing that I like about their team is. The they've got their top five guys, maybe four. Let me, I mean, yeah, I would say their top five guys are all they all, I think, are all over three assists per game right now, and they all have some some capability as as playmakers, passers, ball movers, etc. I don't think any of them are, are elite at that. I think that's one of Lonzo's like more overrated parts of his game but but they, they they all can do it some and they all and they got a guy a bunch of guys that cut pretty well and that's something I'm trying hard Tobin to figure out how to um incorporate better into my like thinking of of teams and team building and stuff like that I saw that a lot last year when Denver traded for Aaron Gordon and you saw like oh man he he fits beautifully with Jokic because he's a really good cutter and he does all these and he can see cutters pretty decently too when he's at the top of the key. So that's a that's a nice combo for for them to have. Um, all of these guys, maybe not Vucevic, but but the rest of those top four um, are pretty good cutters. And so Ball and Levine can link up pretty well. Caruso can come in and do that, do a little bit of of both parts of that as well. Um, and and DeRozan is a has has always been kind of an underrated playmaker. He's a, he's a he's a pretty good assist man and and uh, can see the floor pretty well. So I like that. I like their the the offensive ability to to move and cut and find guys and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I I love the the kind of ball movement that they're able to incorporate with those top five or six guys on the team um, on the on the floor. That's fun. That's a, that's a good time. Yeah, they so. look they look good in. I, I think I was pretty high on them. I, I think that they were spending too much money, but the moves weren't bad. The only thing, I, like I said, the only black eye to me is just, like, and this isn't, you know, this is who he is. Like, Caruso is an eight points, you know, six assist high player, but you just gave him so much money to do that. You know, that was the one thing this, summer, this offseason I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. But, you know, they... They look a lot better defensively than I expected them to as well. And so that that's been Yeah. Sure. I mean, my whole back would be this. Like it's really cool that they're four and and they're fun to watch on offense and and they are they are competing on defense. I gotta give I mean Levine is definitely somebody who I don't think is a good defender, but he is trying. He is putting an effort in on mm-hmm. defense and having something I mean, having Lonzo, having Caruso around um, probably increases that a little bit. You know, you see other guys are competing on defense and it, it probably helps you want to want to compete as well. So that's a good thing. I mean, they they can compete. The two big things that I would say as far as this team's 4-0 right now, what are we looking at in a couple of weeks is, number one, they're 30th in the league in three-point attempts and first in, in percentage. So, either they are getting pretty lucky on the shots that shots are going in because they're not generating many threes, but 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 what they are generating is going in, or they are incredibly good at generating the right threes. Um, I just think it's really hard. I think it's really hard in today's league to do that sustainably to take so few threes but have your percentage be so high. I think that's yeah. really difficult. And if you're the Bulls, you're praying that it's the latter, that it's they're getting, you know, they're getting good looks because of how they're running the system. Because eventually the the shots are going to dry up, you know, at some point. And so, yeah. Yeah. 
But in theory, I mean, you know, it's it's. I'm not saying it's not possible that they they are just generating the right number of shots because again, they have they have five guys on the court who can all see the floor pretty well and, and do something mm-hmm. with it. So so there's that. But the thing to me more than anything else is, you know, I don't know. We've talked about this off the off the air, but they've played the Pistons twice and the Pelicans and the Raptors, um, and they almost blew it against the Raptors. That was like really dicey, really dicey down the stretch. Um, their next few games, Tobin, they have Knicks, Jazz, Celtics, Sixers, Sixers, Nets, Mavericks, and then, then they go to the West Coast and get Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, and then swing back around for Nuggets, Knicks, Pacers, Rockets, Magic. So they got four real easy games out of the way, and now you're not looking at any more easy games until the last, the last two games of, of November. So, you know, I'm not saying it's not real at all. I'm just saying, um, they've played nobody. So we'll see. We'll see. We got to see it would, it would not surprise me at all. If four and O turns into six and seven, you know, or something, something like that pretty, pretty quickly. So got to be on the lookout for that, but it's, it's been interesting. It's definitely been, been uh they're definitely more way more fun to watch than they were last year with with just uh Levine and 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 Vucevic so so that's something for sure all right um for me we're east let's stay east let's talk about the two and two Brooklyn Nets Tobin um are you worried at all do you have any concern at this point with what's going on I think they're kind of like they've kind of fallen in that category of like the Lakers and the Warriors of the Lakers are a little different, which I'm sure we'll talk about them in a second, but the Nets have enough firepower to like not figure things out yet. Plus you have to take it into account that not only do they have new players on their team, they also don't have a big part of their offense that they were expecting to have. And so they're trying to figure that out. I, like I said in an earlier episode, they have the luxury of having James Harden to, take the spot of Kyrie Irving Irving obviously with all three of them out there it's better but I think you have to give them a couple of weeks to get over the the shell shock of not having Kyrie Irving and just kind of figure out what works for them and I think also KD is just KD is going to be one of those players that in this this new role of like you may you may not be first in the east or like but he's going to turn it on when he needs to turn it on I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to keep you there basically. So no, I'm not concerned. I do think that they have less wiggle room now without the third star for sure though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, on the, with the bulls, I was like, here's the, here's the, here's the, the counter to what's going on. So I'll do the same for the nets. Um, I think that a, a chunk of their issue is that their depth is a bad thing right now that they've got to figure out who their eight guys are and tell the rest of those guys that they're just going to have to uh, play more of a bench role. And I think at least from what I gather, it seems like Nash is kind of accepting some losses and or some rough games early <laughs> so that he can prove to the veterans that they're washed um, so that he can say to Blake Griffin, Hey man, it's not working. Cause Blake Griffin has been awful, awful, awful this year. Awful. I mean, it's a great thing that he recovered last year and, and was very helpful to the nets um, for, for big chunks. Uh, he, he has looks like he did not, uh, he did not keep any of that. Yeah, but for let him be. Season. Let he him be a locker dead. room presence. I mean, like that's 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 to your point. Yeah, yeah, like let him let him get some time yeah. in, and then whenever you go have the conversation with him about game twenty, you can say, "Hey, we need your spirit, but we don't need you on the court." That kind of thing, you know. And that's sure. and that now the question is, sure. does Nash do that? Is Nash going to have that kind of coaching power? Because we don't really know. We haven't seen that from him yet. So. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing it's too is pretty clear is that, to me that they need to play Bruce Brown more. Yeah, and he got in the game a little bit more this this last week, the last game, and I, I think that helped some. Um, but I understand the concept of 
Bruce Brown is way lower on the pecking order than Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and Paul Millsap and some of these other guys that we have here. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot easier. It's potentially easier to go to Blake Griffin or Millsap or whoever because Aldridge is actually putting up decent numbers. Now, I don't know that that's super impactful what he's doing, but it doesn't matter. Um, He actually has shown he can can do a little bit. But Griffin, Millsap, some of these – it's a lot easier to go to them 15 games in and say, hey, we got to make a change than it is to start the season with you are the one who's getting, you know, DMP CDs mm-hmm. um, because we got to play Bruce Brown and, and Cam Thomas, you know. Um, so I think that's that will get settled. You're right. We don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie and when he comes back. And if he comes back, like, obviously, that's a huge thing that they add to that team. The concerning part to me is is Harden. Yeah, he doesn't um, look great. <laughs> now, again, I want to play the positive side of it, or at least take the, you know, because, look, his numbers are awful. It's like, for him, especially, 17, <coughs> 7, and 8. I mean, it's nice to get 7 and 8, but, like, you really are probably expecting this guy to score 25-plus points a game. He's shooting 32% from three. He's only getting three free throws a game. And that's a dude that... Last year, his number was down, too, because he was playing more of a playmaking role. Um, but, but prior to last season, when he shot seven and a half, I think, for the Nets, you know, that's a guy that was always shooting double-digit free throws every single game, and he's not right now. So, is that because <laughs> it's finally kind of catching up to him a little bit, and he's, he's maybe he's not capable of, of getting the free throws that he used to, is it just because he hasn't adjusted to the officiating yet because they clearly are not giving him the calls that, that he wants and he will adjust to that? Or if you want to go super negative, is it that um, a lot of his game was predicated on sort of uh, baiting the referees into foul calls and then that creating space for him to do all the other things and now that he can no longer do those things at least under the new rules, that he's not going to be as good. I mean, I mean, I, listen. I tend to lean towards he's just kind of he's uncomfortable right now and is just kind of figuring yeah, it out. And, and or that the ref the officiating will um, revert <laughs> at some I point through the course of of the season. God, I hope not. But but that that's a real possibility. Um, but if you you know if you wanted to play a negative, you could say, hey, his much of his game was predicated on. Tricking the I think it's a little bit of a reach. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but I do think that that narrative sure. is out there, and I think that's also going to mess with his head probably and make him press, and that's going to naturally make yeah. him not be as effective as he could be. Plus, we got to remember too, he's what he's thirty. He's thirty four, right? I mean, he's no, he's like thirty one. Okay, no. I think thirty two. Thirty two. His receding so. hairline looks like he's thirty four, but he has to. I mean, he's lived. A, I mean, look, I I have long said. That as great as James Harden is as an offensive player, I mean, I hate watching him. I hate it. I hate it. But you know, you can't deny how good he is. That I did not think that he would age well. Yeah. So also, um, it's been four games, and yeah. one of their two yeah. losses was on Bucks Championship Night. And so, sure. like, yeah. I think that's another reason why I'm kind of playing the don't freak out mode here. Now, yeah. if we're looking at Game 15 and they've they're still mm-hmm. hovering around 500, mm-hmm. you know, because their their schedule's not easy in the next 10 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a, yep. I'm looking at right now, they have a six game road trip in the beginning of November against teams that are not, there's some couple of not good teams, couple of good teams, but still like that's a long time to be away from home. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, move on. What's your, what's your All third right, team? Thir- By the way, we're for sure not getting no, through five teams. Of course not. Um, <laughs> let's, I want to do this as a double. Okay, so let's. I want to do the Suns, and then I want you to do the Lakers. Okay, because I feel like we got to talk okay. about the Lakers. Okay, I'm going to start with the Suns. The Suns are one and two. Um, their one win came against the Lakers, and then their two losses were against the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. They end up, I think they're playing tonight against the Kings. Um, so it'll probably be two and two, and it's all said and done. But the one thing I have noticed is that this team is not playing any defense they're mm-hmm. getting smoked on the on the defensive end it's unreal and i just like there's a lot of people that thought that man they're gonna be top three west top three west and like i didn't i wasn't gonna say that they weren't 
But I really felt like they might fall back a little bit. And if, if they keep playing defense like this on top of the Robert Sarver garbage that's starting to come out and DeAndre Ayton's contract situation that still hasn't been resolved, like I feel mm-hmm. like we are they are priming themselves for a massive letdown. Like I don't want to get into the Robert Sarver stuff too much, but that's got to be weighing on the organization as a whole, whether it's true mm-hmm. or not. We, I don't want to speculate, but I said I don't want to speculate. But you know, like, um, yeah, I believe it. All. It's it's like I don't. I, you might be able to remember, but like when the Donald Sterling stuff was going down with the Clippers, like they were like pretty. Mm-hmm. They, it hit them as like from a wins loss standpoint pretty hard. Like and they didn't it. Um, it was in the playoffs when that happened, and they they. they won that series i can't yeah. remember they were playing the warriors during that that season when it was it was pre steve kerr warriors right like it yeah was, it was, the year it was uh this was like the the chris paul blake griffin lob city clippers yeah. and so the, the thing yeah. is is like you can't this stuff if it's true is just as bad like it's gonna be bad like it's it's gonna be like he might have to sell the team mm. bad and so um Man, I, I just I'm I'm if I'm a Suns fan, I am worried, worried, worried that this could go south real quick. Now their next four games are going to be pre, should be easy wins, and then they have a couple like they have a they have a favorable schedule to for the next two weeks. But mm-hmm. I mean, are you like if you're a Suns fan, are you worried about the state of your like the psyche of your team right now? I I am a little bit. I I think that. I think that they they got really hyped up for the Lakers game um, and then just kind of had like a bit of a letdown. And they were killing the Nuggets in the first half of that game. And then all of Mm -hmm. a sudden the Nuggets were just on a roll and it was over and they just kind of got steamrolled a a little bit. The Blazers game is a little confounding to me because it's like it's I mean, you know, Blazers are good. You can lose to the Blazers. I'm not that's not it. But like 134 points, man, like. Yeah, and but also like I feel like you and I could get some buckets against the Blazers, and they can only get a hundred and five against the Blazers. Like that's a little bit, that's a little bit concerning to me. The big thing is right now, Mikael Bridges is their best player, and I love Mikael Bridges. I don't think anyone has more stock in Mikael Bridges than I do. But you are not a good basketball team if Mikael Bridges is your best player. It's similar to the Nets, where it's like. I mean, through four games, the second best player in the Nets is Patty Mills, and again, Patty Mills is pretty cool. But if he's your second best player, you're not winning a championship. It's yeah, just, Booker, it's not, Booker it's needs happening. to be averaging over 25 points a game. Yeah, Booker, Booker at, at 18-ish points a game and kind of looking a little, I don't, maybe sluggish is the word year. that I'm I mean, that, there's, going there's, for, I guess. There's logical reasons why he could have a slide back. Yeah. And I'm not saying, for and sure. I hope he doesn't. I actually really, I mean, like, you know, I love Booker. But, sure. yeah, yeah. but like, how much of this is... You, you take that combined with all the drama surrounding them, like, and you, Chris Paul has, I mean, this this is catty, but is there a point where they're getting sick of Chris Paul stuff or are they still buying into that? You know, because, like, that's what we've seen the last couple of stops is that Chris Paul comes in and changes the culture his way for a season and then mm-hmm. it very, very abruptly slides back sure. the other way and maybe that's what we're about to see. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I would be super nervous. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I... If it wasn't for Chris Paul last year in Giannis, I would have been rooting for them hardcore. Like they, that's the team is mm-hmm. a lot of fun to to watch, to support. They're young, yeah. and then you just if you just take Chris Paul out of the equation, like I, I'd super be in on them. But there's a lot that can go wrong with this situation for them right now. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, there it wouldn't be the first team that has pretty significant. Loss in the finals hangover. Sure. Too. You know, I mean, that's, there's just, there's, there's things, there are factors. I'm, I'm not worried very much with that team yet. I think that they'll figure it out. I just, if, if Devin Booker was, was playing to the level that Devin Booker is capable of and they still were, Mm -hmm. were under 500, you know, and had dropped a couple of games, that would make me a little more nervous. But to me right now, it just feels more like they're just not clicking on all cylinders yet, but we've seen them do it and they'll, They'll figure it out. Sure. Um, but I would, you know, but it, look, Chris Paul is going to stop being Chris Paul at some point. It would be weird to see him do it up until the last four games of the playoffs last year and then 
suddenly come back and not be able to do it anymore. But, like, I don't think he's been particularly good except for the second half of that Lakers game. And I just think it's a little bit – it's just a little bit of hangover and they'll they'll sort sure. it out. But it, but I'm I'm with you in the sense of um, – There's things out of their control that they can't – It would shock me if it went yeah. south. It would shock me if the Nets were not, like, a truly legitimate NBA Finals contender. It wouldn't – it wouldn't completely surprise me if the Nets – or excuse me, the the Suns were more of a of a of five six seed team than a mm-hmm. one two three seed team at the end of this. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me, but I'm not and too so, worried. And, about it. Let's a lot talk of that about the Lakers. Out of control too. Last thing, so it's yeah, just, yeah, 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 for sure, for yeah. sure. All right, the Lakers because they they played the Lakers in game two. It was a big national television game. It was a it was a contentious game. <laughs> it was it was a fun watch when you don't care about either one of the teams. And so, uh, w- w- what are your thoughts on the Lakers? And then I'll chime in. It's just, it's just, it's so hard to judge LeBron teams early in the season because we see this every year almost, especially when they have like turnover like they did this year or bring in another star. It seems like they always kind of start slow and figure it out. And you just never really know with LeBron how much of it is he's uh, 37 years old or 30, whatever it is. And had been, this is 19. How much of it is that he's finally aging and, and slowing down a little bit and how versus I'm just kind of coasting and waiting until I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, it's kind of impossible to know. Um, concerning things for me are, he's not driving at all. He's not driving at all. He's, he is, pretty consistently now letting him just kind of falling back on shooting threes and even a little bit of, of the mid range stuff. He it's, it's, uh, you know, again, maybe that's just that he's, he's kind of holding himself over and waiting for things to be serious and to matter and all this sort of stuff. You know, if I don't, if I, if I don't drive now, I'll have some drives left in me when we get to the playoffs. Um, but he, I mean, his shooting has obviously improved. He's a much better shooter than he used to be. And he's still, he's, he's hitting at a pretty high rate right now. But like, is that sustainable? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, I, I never want to be the one that's like, yep, LeBron's done, <laughs> you know, or, or he's, yeah. he's his version of done, you know, he's still like a top five to eight player in the league, but he's no longer sure. a top two or three player in the league. Um, I don't want to be that guy. Cause then he'll make me look very foolish. Um, but he is you know. the San Antonio Spurs of NBA players. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, th- and that's okay. Yeah. And that he's earned that, you know, by yeah. all means. And like, you know, I, I would not be surprised at all if like last 20 games of the season, he goes back to MVP mode and I have no doubt he could actually do that, sure. but it, it's going to be like a really sad day whenever we get to the point where like, Oh no, like he really can't do it anymore. Like this is it. And so like, cause like we never really saw that with Jordan. I mean, we kind of did with the wizards, but we kind of knew that, you know, but like yeah. when Jordan was with the bulls, like we never got a chance to see like the deterioration of, of him on right. a team. And so seeing this with LeBron, whether it's, calculated or not calculated has been really kind of weird, honestly, for me at least. Um, My thing about this team is that if Anthony Davis can keep doing this, like they're going to definitely be in it, you know, for the long, long haul. I just have no faith he can stay healthy enough to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I mean, he's having a great few, four games, like, you know, for the most part, he's, his his numbers are there at least. Um, Westbrook is doing Westbrook things. He's, been an abom like an abomination behind the three point line, which is you know not not surprising. Uh, Mello has been great, like that's been really awesome to see him do that. Um, and I think that could be that could be one of the linchpins that holds them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Monk, who was a last roster person, is playing twenty four minutes a game and averaging eleven points a game. That's been great. Um, again, like I said at the beginning during over under whatever it was. My biggest question is, are they going to be able to keep their veteran egos in check? You know, um, yeah. and I don't think the answer to that is yes. I, I really don't. But the the other saving grace is being devil's advocate is that they still haven't had uh, THT come back. Uh, Kendrick Nunn hasn't played yet. 
Um, Ariza, who could be another one of those veterans, hasn't technically seen the court yet. I mean, they still have things in place where they could go up to the next level. Um, but the thing that I'm I'm concerned about is the, like I said, like the contentious of what we already saw on the bench with between Dwight mm-hmm. Howard and Anthony Davis. And, like, they can say all they want post-game about how oh, it's just part of the basketball. No, it's not. Like, if that was part no, of basketball, no. like, we would be seeing that so, so often because basketball is an emotional sport. But the reason we don't see that often is because it's cancerous. Like, it's not going to go well whether you all try to convince yourself or not. Now, obviously, the easy answer to that is Dwight gets dumped and they move out, you know, and move on. But um, mm-hmm. they barely beat – they beat the Grizzlies because John Morant missed a fill, uh, free throw, and they barely mm-hmm. beat the Spurs last night without yeah. – I mean, they were without LeBron, so, I mean, I'll give them that. But right. they they could easily be staring down the barrel of 0-4 right now going into Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just – again, like – LeBron kind of coasting right now and being able to turn it on later. Okay. Like that's something that, that we can, we can deal with. I, I mean, they had Dwight Howard on this team previously and won a title with him, you know? So it's hard for me to say that Howard and, and, uh, and Rondo and, and whatnot are going to be the, the, you know, are going to bring the team down or, 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 or anything like that. There are weird vibes on the team. I, I like the, the the Phoenix game when LeBron just stood at the end of the at, at at the defensive end of the court. I think yelling at at Jay Crowder on the bench, like, and then you you know you see <laughs> we saw the video this week of him talking trash to Cameron Payne, but kind of in a, in a like a grieved way. And it's like, dude, if Cameron Payne's in your head, I don't know what we're doing. You're LeBron James. That's I mean. That's like Kevin Durant talking to somebody on Twitter who has 20, 27 followers. Who cares? Like he's campaign. Um I yeah, it's it's I'm not look, I picked the team to go to the finals and I'm not I'm not going to sell on that because they still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They will figure out how to get some quality games out of Russell Westbrook. There's just a lot of egos here that have to be that are going to have to be set aside for the team to succeed, I think. Because part of that is just like Vogel has to be, and I said that you know with Nash and the, and the Nets, um, that's part of it. Like they've got they've got veteran players. They're going to have to kind of figure out who can play and can't play, how much they can play, et cetera. It's the same thing with the Lakers, um, with DeAndre Jordan and Rajon Rondo and Westbrook and some of these guys. There's, I mean, Malik Monk has been. I think the stat I saw last night was that Monk was. Let me see if it's still on my Twitter. Dang it. I think I went away from it. Monk's on-off last night against the Spurs was like plus 38 when he was on and minus 27 when he was off. Or, grief. Or something like that. And I'm like, hey, man. Again, you're right. LeBron wasn't playing. I like Malik Monk. But <laughs> ain't that good. If if that's the swing, you know, for Malik Monk, then I feel like we maybe have some problems in there. And if nothing else, that tells me that Malik Monk needs to be playing twenty five minutes a game. Like I, I, the Westbrook thing still just makes absolutely no sense to me. And you saw that in the first couple games of the season where he's just out there doing Westbrook things, and everyone else is just kind of like, well, this doesn't work at all. Um. He's just he's just not a, he's not a good fit there. So if they are able to figure that out, he needs to play more minutes with the second unit um, when LeBron and, and AD are, are are not in, so that he can just do Westbrook things. That's to me is the whole point. But is he willing to go to the bench, or is he willing to do the nominal starter thing where he <laughs> plays the first four minutes, comes out, and then comes back in when LeBron and AD go I mean, out? I I don't to be know. Fair. I don't know. It's just a, it's a lot to figure It was out. the Spurs, and they should have probably won more handily. But, like, last night is the, one of the reasons why you bring Westbrook on so he can win the games mm-hmm. and LeBron needs to sit, you know. And, again, like, you sure. barely won. But he did have 33, 8, 10, and 8. So, I mean, like, he – that that to me is why they I think they brought Westbrook in. But mm-hmm. it's not going to mean anything if you can't figure out a way to make him jail – with the LeBron team, because when you get to the playoffs, you're not going to sit LeBron again just so Westbrook can get 33 points. And so mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. yeah, it's. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. La- look, let's do one one more quick one. We both wanted to talk about the, the Grizzlies. Let's, so let's do that real yeah. fast and then and then get out of here. Uh, two and one. 
Should be three and zero. I think. Um, I, I really think they they kind of blew that Lakers game. Should have should have held on, and that's okay. The weird thing to me with this with this Grizzlies team, I want. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about about Ja because he looks incredible. Number one offense in the league at one hundred and twenty four point uh, five two rating offensive rating. Last defense in the league, one hundred and nineteen defensive rating. I. Cannot ever remember seeing a Grizzlies team that was good or decent that was a terrible defensive team, but that's where we are. I mean, again, it's three games. I get it. But three games in, they are abysmal defensively, but they are crushing everybody offensively. That's a very strange thing to see for for the personnel that this Do team has. Do you feel like, like we're watching the ghost of Don Nelson basketball teams when you watch them? Because that's what <laughs> I feel like. I feel like we're watching like Steve Nash running around just getting whatever he wants while they just play Olay on defense the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch. Is it? It's probably not going to hold up very well as we have, you know, we have seen and pained over the years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're missing, they're missing Dylan Brooks. He's their best defensive player on the perimeter. So that's, you know, that's part of it. But I also think Dylan Brooks's defense is a bit overrated given that, he commits 47 fouls a day. So it's yeah. it's kind of hard to be like, man, this guy's a great defender when he, he can't play because he foul, he leads the league in fouls. I can see year, them but. being in like the middle of the West come all-star break. And then, and then I could, I think they could be a big trade player at the trade deadline because they're going to need a push to like get them playoff ready. Like they're going to have to have some sort of shot in the arm, I think from a roster change. Um, you know, but I, I I think they're a lot of fun to watch. I, you know, I love Jaw, and there's a lot of players in this team that I super appreciate. But they they have got like I don't like Stephen Adams has got to got to hold down the middle a lot better than he is for sure, and and I'm not sure that's possible with him. Um, and it just I don't I don't know how you fix that with a with a trade. Like I really don't. I just yeah. I you know. Well, yeah. Uh, to me, that's the issue. Like, their guards and their wings look great. By the way, Desmond Bain's averaging 19 yeah. points a game. That makes me want to vomit. Because, um, nice. gosh, what I wouldn't give to have that dude on my team. I was screaming it from the mountaintops. Um, we could have had him on Dante our team. Melton, I've always been a big <laughs> we could have had him on our Say team twice. Even without the Josh yeah. Richardson trade, we could have had him on our team. <laughs> vomit. <laughs> um, but the, the issue is, I think, at least, I mean, n- none of those guys are... D'Anthony Melton's a pretty good defender. Uh, Jaws, Jaw can have his moments, but I don't think he's, a, he's much... I don't think he's anything more than an average defender, usually. Uh, Bain's not a very good... I mean, th- th- they've got three guys who are, who are average defenders on the perimeter, um, and then Kyle Anderson, who I don't know. Sometimes I go back. But they're, the, the issue to me is the, the front court. Jaron Jackson Jr., I just, man, I just don't know. There's times where I think, gosh, that dude has so many of the pieces. And then other times I watch him just like, it feels like he hasn't, it's like he hasn't watched basketball. I don't know. There's just so many things where it's it's still confounding to me because he's in his fourth year. And last year was a completely lost year, so that's not his fault. But, but like, Offensively, you see it in flashes, and it really works beautifully. But then he's he he also goes real quiet at times. And defensively, that was the real upside with him. That's why I had him. I, I'm pretty sure I had him second on my board that year um, behind Luca because he felt like the defensive upside mm-hmm. that he was going to be able to play to be truly able to play the five with that guy who also can shoot can actually step out and shoot. I mean, he's shooting 42% from three this year. Um, that's, like, so valuable to be able to do those things. But it's just not getting there defensively. He just doesn't man the middle well. He doesn't rebound very well. He, he still commits too many fouls. It's And then when you, comp- you, know, you combine him with Adams, who I, we both love Steven Adams, but he can't, I mean, he can't play he can't defense, move. Can't play defense yeah. at all at, at this point. Um, smart team's just going to run pick and roll at him all the time. And he's just toast. He can't do it. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I like watching this team. They're super fun. I do not want to play them ever, but they, they've got to shore up that defense. I mean, obviously they're not going to continue to score 
124 offensive rating of 124 would be like historic. So I don't believe that that necessarily is sustainable. So you got to get the defense um, up into like at least into like the 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 low teens range to have any real any real chance of it. So, yeah. Um, but they got Ja, who uh, definitely looks like he's taken a, a big, so. a major. Leap. I hope so. And so. I, I the, okay, gosh, I'm gonna be such a negative Nancy with this. I super hope he's able to continue this, but I feel like I'm watching the Derrick Rose MVP season right now, and that sure. makes me nervous. Yeah. So. Yeah, he he. The other night during that Lakers game, I wasn't watching it live. I went back and watched a little bit of it later. But in the Discord, somebody. I think it was Dennis was like, "Oh no, Jaw!" And my immediate thought was, "Well, he's injured again because this is the this is the style of, of game that he plays." And it w- ended up just being that he had missed the, that free throw. But um, yeah, it's it's always going to make me nervous. His shot looks better. Yeah. I don't necessarily buy it as. I mean, he's shooting forty four percent through three games from three. I don't really necessarily see that being sustainable, like at all, at all. Um, but if he ends up being I don't know. Like even in the like thir- if he if he's a thirty five percent three point shooter consistently because last year he was thirty. If he was up into the 34, 35 percent range, like that's that's probably enough given how great he is exploding to the basket mm-hmm. and stuff. But but you're right. The health is always going to make me nervous. With mm-hmm. him. I just I'm always worried about it. So so we'll see. Um, okay, Tobin. I forgot to tease this last week, but we have been talking about it a little bit in our Discord. The uh, Each week this season, you and I are going to be picking a player. We're going to keep track through the season. We're going to do kind of a player pick them thing um, where we will get we'll get points for their stats, for points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made, steals, blocks, etc. Um, and we'll just be competing, you and I, through the course of the season. We have a few listeners who are going to participate as well. The rule is to explain to the listener and to remind you as well, Tobin, you can pick any player you want in the entire league. You just can't pick that player again. So if you pick Luka Doncic today, you will not be able to use Luka at any point later in the season. We also will allow each other to pick alternatives that will sub in in the place of uh, an injury or something like that. And we have some rules on, uh, on how that will play out. But um, the only other rule for us, Tobin, is that we can't pick the same player. So... Uh, you and I on the same Ooh, week. I didn't, so we're not going to worry about uh, our. Ooh. We're not going to. I think I did, but it's it's fine. Whatever. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be a gracious host. I did call you Dwight <laughs> Howard to start the show, so I'm going to let you pick first this week. Who is your pick and who is your? We ultimate? talked about him earlier, and I I have calculated this reasoning. He has a couple of games against some cake this week, and get a couple of games when they might get blown out. So he'll have some some. Uh, uh, and he will probably get injured in the next couple of months. So I'm taking Malcolm Brogdon with my first pick because he's on a roll. He's getting a lot of minutes, and he might not be available in a month. So, Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to make my pick in case your your alternate yeah, is my sense. pick because you just picked my alternate. So I'll, okay. I'll change it. My pick this week, we just talked about him. He's hot. I'm going to ride that. And also, I had the exact same thing. It's like, I'm going to get him in before the, the potential injury. I'm taking John Morant. John Morant is my, will be my, my pick em pick this week. Who is your alternate while I come up my with My alternate set? is Harrison Barnes. Oh, look He's at doing you. some good work. Nice. Okay. Harry B. He's like been Harry B. pretty great. I mean, you know, that team still can't stop yeah, anyone, but, but uh, he, looks, he looks pretty good. Tar okay. Hill. I like it. My... My alternate will be C.J. McCollum. Okay. C.J. McCollum okay. be my, my alternate this week because um, I was going to have Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. So um, chances are I'm taking Malcolm I'm Brogdon I'm going to laugh so week. hard if he, like, <laughs> gets injured the day before we do this. <laughs> I'm going to laugh yeah. so hard. Yeah. So the way this works, we'll keep track of the scores, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it each week. We'll do, like, a slight update on uh, – let's just give us a little segment at the end of the show – and we'll keep track of our, our listeners who are playing with us as well. And uh, we'll have some some kind of prize at the end of the season. And probably you and I will come up with something that the other one has to, the loser has to do. Because we're much more interested in humiliating the loser than we are in winning ourselves. You have to I grow think, a mustache. So. That's already my already my <laughs> choice. Yep. All right. We'll talk. We'll, uh, we'll negotiate this later. We'll, we'll, we'll get our, our lawyers and our agents involved and see what happens. Um, all right. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. We greatly appreciate you. If you like what you heard, thank you. 
Tell your friends, bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this podcast. It helps us greatly to carve out a little space in this very cramped podcast market. We will be back next week. The only thing we'll be doing next week is NBA 75, uh, talking about our teams, our picks, and then maybe a little bit of data that we get from some of our listeners. And then we'll, we'll do a pick them as well, but we'll be on vacation. So again, even if something incredible, amazing happens, we will not comment on it until the, the following week because we will be um, having a ball in Epcot together. You and me, buddy. Woo! We're on vacation. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> listen, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, stay hard, Roddy Rogers. <laughs>